Good morning. How's everybody, church? Good. It's so good to see you today, and uh, just want to take this opportunity to uh, welcome you to our services, both at Saltillo and at the Tupelo campus. We're so glad that you are, are here, and uh, if you're glad you came today at both of our campuses, give God just a praise clap from your heart, from your heart and from your hands. North Star is a place where everybody is welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything is possible. And we believe that with all of our heart uh, here at North Star. We're not a perfect church. In fact, we're, we're just real people at a relevant church that believes in connecting people to a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and other people. And all of that is so that they can fulfill their life purpose. God created us on purpose, for a purpose, with a purpose, and um, we exist as a church. Just to let you know if you're first time guest, the very DNA, the very heartbeat of this church is that we exist so that those that are far from God will draw near to God, will draw near to Him through the power of Jesus Christ. It is our vision to glorify God by making disciples of all nations. Can I get an amen? Amen. Well, I've got a couple of things that I want to say, but I want to begin on a somber note. Our hearts go out and our prayers go out to uh, Sutherland, Texas, where the church shooting was. And the reason that I'm addressing this early in my message, I, I just want you to know that North Star Church is very proactive with its security. And we know we live in an imperfect world. We live in a fallen world. And anything can happen. But we want you to know, uh, as, as a church body, that we're, we're proactive. And uh, we have been, we are, and we're going to be. And without revealing our security procedures, which I'm not going to do, uh, just know that we've had and we're working on uh, security for our campuses. Amen? Amen. I just want to pray. Father, I pray for the, the tragedy that, that happened last week. And God, just minister to those people, um, especially today and the days to come. And God, other tragedies that take place around our country and around the world. Just give us wisdom and help us to make the right choices and the right decisions. And God, we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Uh, thank you if you... Uh, bought uh, food bags for Feed the City. It went great, and uh, a lot of people received blessings. I stood in the door of an elderly lady, and it was, it was obvious that, that um, there was a need there. And she was so thankful. And her, her neighbor wasn't uh, answering the door, and she looked out, and she said, uh, her car's gone. I said, would, would you mind 
taking a bag and would you bless her with it? And she was just thrilled to be able to be a part of that. It ended up that the lady sh showed up, but uh, it's, it's a blessing. Thank you for, for being a part of that. And then Operation Christmas Child, uh, you see the boxes piled up in the foyer. Uh, at both of our campuses, and um, the Saltillo campus is a, actually a collection site, and that begins tomorrow, and we'll go through the following Monday. So we're, we're excited uh, about that as well. Um, one other thing, Advent. Advent is like, I, I don't want to give away <laughs> what I'm going to say in my first message, but we're, we're going to be doing a series in a few weeks called Advent. But Advent is, is uh, looking for. And so as believers now, today, sandwiched in history, we, we saw that Jesus came to the earth. But guess what? Jesus is coming again. Makes me want to preach a message on the second coming. And so I'm adventing the fact that he came, but I'm adventing the fact that, I don't know if adventing is a word, but just, just hang with me. I'm, I'm, I'm participating in Advent which the word literally means look for. And so the coming of the, the Lord, uh, is, is, it means the coming. And so I'm looking forward to that. But in a few weeks, we'll, we'll be in a series called Advent. I, I think I said all of that to say that we're having a, an Advent workshop next Sunday evening at the Saltillo campus. And it's going to be great. I hope you'll come. It's fun. And uh, just come expecting a, a blessing there. Okay. I think that's everything that I was going to talk about except for my message. Are you ready? Today we're beginning a brand new series called Frequency. And the subtitle or phrase is Cutting Through the Noise. The number one question that people have is, is God speaking today? Is God speaking today? Well, I want to tell you that yes, God is speaking today. Uh, oftentimes we, I, I've heard people say, and I felt the same way, that I, I feel like God is speaking to me. I, I, I don't know if it's God or, or if it's me. You know, we're praying. Have you ever prayed for something new? Like, I hope you do. But have you ever prayed for something like you're going to buy a car, whether it's a new car or new to you? And, uh, and you know you're supposed to pray for things and ask God, seek God's direction for things, but you forgot and you've already picked it out. And then you're thinking about it. I've done that before. And I, then I, I like backtrack and hurry up and pray. Oh, uh, God, I'm sorry I got ahead of you. I hope this is your will. Please bless me with this new car. Anyway, we don't know if sometimes, if, I don't know if sometimes if it's, if it's God, if it's, if it's me, if it's the devil trying to... Uh, trip me up or some pizza I ate last time. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. But I do know that God is still speaking today like the radio waves that are in the, 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 the planet. We know that God is speaking today. The, the better question would be, am I tuned in to his frequency. The good news is, is that we have a speaking God. Can I get an amen? We have a God. Uh, if you knew that the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, if you knew 
that he was speaking. Wouldn't you want to know what he's saying? I'm afraid that we just go through life and we live our lives and we forget the fact that God is a speaking God. You know, one thing that distinguishes a believer and an unbeliever is that they, they, the believer hears from God. Now, I wanna, I'll cover this in a little bit, but I want to say that, that God created us in his image. Believers and unbelievers were created in his image. And so we, ha- we have that ability, but the unbeliever uh, does not hear the voice of God like the believer hears the voice of God. When the unbeliever hears the voice of God, it is God's voice drawing him or her to himself. That's his main objective. And so when God speaks to, whether it's through the, the, uh, the weather or through circumstances, and when God speaks through the problems to the unbeliever, the unbeliever, God may be using that, those things, to, but they are ultimately to draw the unbeliever, the lost person to him. But for the believer, God is speaking. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, in all your ways, he had just said verse 5, I guess I should have given you that one, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, by the way, that's going to be one of the passages in this series, in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. You see, This is what I know, and if you're taking notes, I I want you to just jot this down. God does not have a speaking problem. Oftentimes, we have a listening problem. Can I get a witness? Do you have a hard time listening? Some of you have the same disorders that, and I said disorders, plural, that I have. Uh, One of my problems growing up in school, uh, growing up and, and going to school was listening. My mama would say, you're not listening to me. And she was right. My teacher would say, you're not, Terry, you're not listening. They were right. Mrs. Ledbetter, your son is not listening in class. So, so I can understand that. But with God, oftentimes we have the same, we have the same problem. The, God does not have a speaking problem. We have a listening problem. But I know this, that if we, if you and I could cut through the noise, I'm talking about the noise, the the, the Instagram, the, the news, the sports, the problems of life, if we could somehow cut through the noise, we would hear God speak. Just like television today broadcast literally 24 7 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year this may sound simple but i think it's a good analogy it may be broadcasting all right but if you don't have the receiver on honey i'm telling you you're not gonna pick it up you can sit in front of the television thinking Man, I wish this thing would, would say something. I wish I could see something. But if the receiver is not on, 
you're not going to hear anything. And so the same thing is true in our lives that if, if our receivers, now, if we're not preparing our heart, if we're not listening for what God is trying to say to us, then we're not going to hear him. There's a passage of scripture that I want, I want to use today as my text. And as I was praying over and trying to hear God for a series, and it's like a mini-series, I have a feeling that, that after Advent that I'm going to come back to it. I may just not call it frequency. Who knows? I may call it frequency and say uh, this is number five or number six. But I started praying, God, what... How, how do you want us to end the year? I mean, we end the year with Christmas, and we end the year by looking into the next year. But I said, God, what, what, would, what direction could we take that would just help the body of Christ wind down the year? And this is where God really put on my heart is frequency, is hearing from God. Everybody wants to hear from God. And so hearing God is not something that you do. Hearing God is someone you are. I'm pausing on purpose. I want you to get that. Hearing God is not something that you do. Of course, obviously you do. You listen. But uh, hearing God is not something you do, it's someone you are. And so today as we read this passage in John chapter 10, uh, follow along please if you have your Bibles. If you don't, uh, it's going to be on the screens, uh, both campuses, and you can follow along there or on your smartphone device. You ready to get into the Word? Say amen. Seriously? Is that the best you can do? All right, here we go. John chapter 10, verse 1. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name. Underline that. And leads them out, and when he has brought out his own, he goes ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because... They did not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, verily, truly, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And so, Jesus is telling them uh, that his sheep hear his voice. It doesn't say 
They can hear his voice. Are, are you with me? Okay, so he, he's drawing a, a contrast between he being the good shepherd and we are the sheep and the thief is the devil. And so he's drawing a contrast between himself and the devil. And he says, he says, my sheep hear my voice. So if you're a believer today, he's not saying to you, you can hear his voice, you should hear his voice. He is emphatic saying, my sheep hear my voice. So if you're wondering, is God speaking? Wonder no more because God is speaking. His sheep hear his voice. It's interesting that I, I grew up on a farm. We had, we, we had a, a lamb or two before uh, we ate him. And, but I never had like a, a flock of sheep. And so uh, it's interesting as I studied this that um, two shepherds can be crossing the same road with their flock at the same time. Okay? Can you imagine, can you, can you imagine that? They're mingling off across the road and you, if, you, if you didn't know what you were doing, you would think, oh my goodness, I'm not going to ever find my sheep. But that's not how it works. All you have to do, all a shepherd would have to do is make his sound. They would have a sound. I, I grew up on a farm, we had cows. And so, whoo! 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 That's, that's the sound that we use. And when uh, I would It, can you imagine somebody getting here late for church for the very first time and, and they walk in? But that's what a shepherd would do. A shepherd would, whoo, he'd make his sound and his sheep would, even though they're intermingling with the other flock as they cross the road, uh, his, his, his flock, his sheep would recognize his voice. Now, in ancient days, they would have corrals, and they would, they would be uh, uh, corrals with just short walls, and, and it, they, there would be a gatekeeper, and the gatekeeper knew all of the shepherds, and they, could, uh, they would recognize the shepherds, so they would let the flock in, and there would be several flocks inside of this corral. But they never worried about it because of the same reason— the sheep would recognize its shepherd's voice. They could even uh, dress up like you're a shepherd, I'm a shepherd, and uh, I, I dress up like you to trick my sheep. But that's not how it works. The, the sheep would recognize my voice regardless if I look like, doesn't look like him, but he sounds like him. Because he, he recognized the voice of, of the shepherd. Now, I want to give you today, if you're taking notes, write these two down. There, there are two prerequisites to hearing the voice of God. Two, prerequ two prerequisites of hearing the voice of God. The first one is to hear the voice of God requires a relationship with the shepherd. Again, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. So, it stands to reason and the truth and the reality is, if 
you're not a believer, you're not going to recognize the fact that you're not going to have a relationship with the shepherd. When I gave my heart to Christ, at that moment, God had been drawing me. And uh, at that very moment, when I put my trust in Jesus Christ, my relationship with God began. Verse 2 says, The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The shepherd of the sheep. Let me give you an illustration. I have been in worship services like this where, the, where it was very worshipful. The, the worship was exciting. The preaching was anointed. And somebody would be sitting there through the service, an unbeliever, arms crossed. Not that you, you can't cross your arms in church. So that's, I'm, everybody, I'm not even looking. But you know what I'm talking about. Arms crossed staring straight ahead, mind somewhere else, even though it's anointed preaching, exciting worship, it falls off of them like water off of a duck's back because they don't have a relationship with the shepherd. Now, God may soften their heart. God may, by his spirit, may be speaking to them and drawing them to himself. But I have seen people come to church Maybe just because they were invited or just because their spouse persisted or insisted, but never got anything out of it by appearance sake because they don't have a relationship. I understand that. There are, there are unbelievers listening today. Hey, I get it. We love you. We pray for you. We're, we exist for you. But to hear the voice of God requires a relationship with the shepherd verse 3 says says this the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out <laughs> i want to tell you some things about the shepherd based on this passage um, number one uh, the shepherd knows their name the shepherd knows their name. He knows the name. Uh, Palestinian shepherds would, would name their sheep. Uh, long nose. Come here, long nose. Black ear. Come here. Fluffy. And th they didn't name their, their sheep Fluffy. I just know they didn't. But they, they knew them by name and they recognized them. They said, come on, Fluffy. Come on, black ear. And our Heavenly Father knows us by name he cares about us not only did the shepherd know them by name the shepherd knew their needs they knew the ones that would wander they knew the ones that would that were prone to wander they knew the ones that uh, had other issues and he knew what they what they needed he knew what they needed verse 3 says the gatekeeper opens the door for them, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. The Lord, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me beside the still waters. So not only does he know them by name and he knows their needs, the shepherds speak. The shepherds speaks to his sheep. The word in this passage, uh, 
that says he, he calls his sheep by name, that he speaks to them. It's a, it's a, it's a Greek word, um, kali, that the, the definition of that particular word that's used in this passage means to continually speak. The shepherd would be walking with his sheep and he'd be talking to them, hey, hey Fluffy, hey Long Nose, come on boy, come on girl. And so the shepherd would speak to his sheep. You know the Bible says that we have a speaking God. The third verse in the Bible says, and God said. The last verses of the Bible's Say, he that hath ears, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the churches. And he said it seven times, seven churches. The shepherd speaks to his sheep. Not only that, the shepherd provides for his sheep. He knows their, their needs, and, but he doesn't just know their needs. He provides for their needs. The psalmist said it this way, the Lord is my shepherd, I like nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. You see, the shepherd uh, provides for his sheep. He guides, he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I, I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Which leads me to the next one. The shepherd protects his sheep. In our text, in, in verse 11, I'm going back to Psalm though. Uh, in verse 11, it says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He protects the sheep. Even though I walk through the valley, the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely good, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The shepherd knows his sheep by name. The shepherd knows their needs. The shepherd speaks to them continually. The shepherd provides for them, and the shepherd protects his sheep. The second thing, the second prerequisite of hearing God's voice requires, write this in your notes, requires a recognition of the shepherd's voice. And it kind of makes sense because he says, my sheep hear my voice and recognize it. So to hear from God you need to know God. And second, you need to know his voice. Learn his voice. Let me tell you something about the voice of God. Number one, it's inerrant. It's inherent. It's inherent. It's, it's innate. It's wired. It's hardwired. God created us in his image. Even for the unbeliever created in God's image, yet he has not he does not have a relationship with the shepherd. But, it, but it, it's hardwired in us. It's, it's innate. Uh, you got it as a believer. You have it 
The psalmist said it this way in Psalm 46, verse 10. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. It's, it's part of you. It's in, it's in you. You got it. But not only is it inherent, it's, it's intentional. <laughs> you just can't stroll through life and, and do nothing about not hearing, without preparing to hear from God. When I said that God created us in his image, we're different, okay? We're different. Um, we're different from all of other creation. I know we got animal lovers in here. I don't want any emails after this. But, but, but we're different. There was a guy on Discovery Channel, and he was sitting in front of a television with headphones on, listening to the sound of whales. And he would do this for hours. And you know what he said? They're lonely. I read the article. They're lonely. No, no, pal, you're lonely. <laughs> I mean, now you, you can take a dog and say, oh, come, come here, boy. Oh, you, you're so ugly. You ugly as sin. I ought to kill you. I'm going to kick you. And, and you talk to him in that tone of voice, and they're just wagging their tail. You just told the dog you're going to kill it, and he's wagging his tail. Oh, yeah. We don't, uh, you know, I, I, I do understand animals communicate. I get that, okay? But they don't hear from God. They don't hear the voice of God. Uh, you know why dogs bark at night? Because they're talking to each other. You know, you know what they're saying? I'm stuck in the backyard. Come help me. They, they may talk to each other, but they... Uh, we used to take kittens. Never mind. Oh, Back on track. Back on track. I'm flying. Oh. I'll tell you that one later. We're created in the image of God. It's inherent. We've got to be intentional. Let me tell you how you can be intentional, okay? Read the Bible or listen to the Bible being read. That's one way you can hear from God. That's one way you can be intentional. Uh, sit under the teaching, biblical teaching, like you're sitting today. Get into the Word of God. Look, a third way, look for God in the circumstances of life. You got problems? Look for God in your problems. Look for God around you. Uh, and then get in a small group. That's a way you can be intentional about hearing from God. All right, number three, it's, it's learned. It's learned. Just like a kid, just like a child. You've got to teach them words, right? All right, say, say tea, Daddy. That's the, that's the big word we're, we're working on right now for all of our grandkids. I, you know, I, I want them to be able to say that. And you're the greatest. That's another thing. And 
but, but you got to teach them. You got to teach them pr pronunciation and grammar. Same way with hearing the voice of God, it's learned. It's learned. Fourth, it's it's matured. <laughs> A child starts learning words, right, and then they they start saying them like in public you're big oh he didn't mean that and you're thinking he probably did mean it but he didn't have he didn't know any better you've got big ears you stink <laughs> kids will do that right oh and then you have a talk with your kids you don't say that you don't use those words it comes with with maturity it comes with maturity. And so, the same as listening to the voice of God. Okay, so you're under the biblical teaching and you're, you're, you're plugged into a small group and you're being intentional. You're trying. You're looking around to see God in the situations of life. And then you, you start learning. And then you start maturing and growing in Christ. Verse 4 says, when he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. I think that's a dynamic that we have got to have in our lives. I think it's interesting that it says he goes before them. And you know what? God today, right now, He's going before us. He's leading us. He's making that sound that, only, that we know it's Him. And we follow Him. And so, church, when you're trying to make a decision of whether or not to go on a mission trip like the Philippines or Africa or Haiti, Southeast Asia, when you're trying to make a decision on serving in NS Kids, listen to the voice of God. When you're about to buy something, when you're about to make a decision about something, when you're working through something, we have a speaking God. Get on his frequency and cut through the noise and hear what he has to say to you. And all God's people said, Father, thank you. Thank you for today and God for the word. I just pray that your spirit would speak to our hearts and show us the areas of our own personal, individual lives that, that need change. And God, I just pray for, that when we leave here today, we will leave different than when we came in here. If today at either of our campuses or online, if you realize that you have never put your trust in Jesus Christ, would you make that decision today? You can say something like this. It's, it's more than just repeating words, but 
it's, it, it's followed by faith and repentance, but you can articulate it this way and just say, God, I know that I have sinned. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and he rose from the grave. I repent, I turn from my sins and I turn to you. And, and today, I put my trust in you as Savior and I follow you as Lord. And I thank you. And if that was your decision today, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands or anything, but if that was your decision today, would you fill out the card that is attached to your handout today and just indicate that today you gave your life to Jesus Christ. And if you will bring that to guest services, we have a book that we want to give you. Maybe your prayer today is, God, thank you for just speaking today through the service and help me to be more attentive and attuned to your voice. Lord, thank you for speaking. I want to ask that everyone please stand. I want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I pray that you would just um, do a work during this closing song this time of worship and God just uh, show us what we need to see and tell us what we need to hear God we thank you for the fellowship of this church and the, the excitement of what you're doing here and I pray God that that would just continue and that we would honor you and bring you glory in everything that we do we love you in Jesus name